0: 25% of Americans say they worry about money all the time, while 66% of Americans say they have enough money to live comfortably. What does that look like? 16% on housing. 14% on transportation. 12% on taxes. 11% on the household. 10% on food. 9% on retirement. 8% on debt. 6% on healthcare. 4% on entertainment. 3% on charity. Beat only by 1% on personal vices and miscellaneous spending. But, how generous are Americans? Only 5% of Americans tithe, which means giving 10% to the church, and 80% of Americans give only 2%, but 53% of Americans say they actually want to be generous. However, only 12% actually give. So what gives? Well, good morning, and uh, I heard someone, they were very disappointed that the David series was not continuing, and then when I told them the title, they were like, oh, man. So uh, I am glad that you're here. Um, I I heard that I was preaching in August, and I said, okay, God, what what do you want me to preach on? And he said, "Uh, money, and I said, no, God, and he said, yes, you are. So uh, I am glad, though, that you are here. I'm glad that I get to talk about Money with you, and as you saw on the screen, a lot of you here want to be generous. You say, "Hey, I want to be generous. I want to give to to things, to 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 people." Uh, but when it actually comes down to it, we don't. And so, for the next two weeks, we're going to look at. So what gives, why do we not give and how can we start to be generous because we wanna do what Jesus calls us to do. Now there's some of you in this room who have heard some really bad preaching on giving, okay? And I am sorry for that. I hope today is not one of those days that you walk out and say, that was terrible. Um, But if you've heard bad preaching I'm giving you have a bad taste of when you hear someone from a pulpit in a church talk about giving. I, I pray that today you will just say, Jesus, speak to me. Not what Jeremy says, but what Jesus you want to say to me today. Then there's others of you in this room that that this morning I pray that you because you've never heard anything on giving, that today will be the day where you say, it finally makes sense. When that offering basket goes by or when I have that that urge to give to someone who is in my life that I feel like I'm supposed to, but I just don't, here's why Jesus calls me to give and to be generous. And then there's some of you in this room, there's a lot of you in this room, that you're living out the biblical principles of generosity. And I hope to that, that today is an encouragement for you. That today is a day that you, go, you walk out you go, you know what, Jesus, I, I get that you're patting me on the back because I'm, I'm living this out. And so thank you for all of those that are living this out today. Now, you're probably saying, okay, Jeremy, when when are you gonna ask me for my money during the sermon? I'm gonna tell you, we're never gonna ask you for anything in the sermon. All I'm gonna ask is that you say, Jesus, speak to me. Jesus, show me what you desire for me and my money. Now, Jesus talked a lot about money. I don't know if you knew that, but 15% of what he talked about in the gospels had to do with money. And so if we were to put that into a sermon, 52 sermons, that would be 7.8 sermons that Jesus would have preached in a year on money. Now you're probably saying, I'm glad that Jesus isn't here because that would be a lot of preaching on money. But you're probably also going, why did Jesus preach so much on money? Why did he talk about money? And here's what I think. Because you're sitting there right now, you're nervous. Maybe you're feeling guilty because, you know what, I know I should have given more, and I had these opportunities, I'm just not, and and maybe there's anxiety there. I know for myself, when I preach, when I'm preaching right now, I am more nervous than I've ever been because I'm talking about money. It's because we hold money so dear to ourselves because we've distorted what God has intended for our money, our wealth to do. And so today, we're gonna look at what Jesus said, not what traditions in the church says, or not what a mom or dad taught you, but what your savior, Jesus Christ, said on money. And a lot of times we think generosity will just happen. I wake up and I'm going to be generous. Generosity takes a lot of work. And today, we're going to look at three questions we can ask ourselves when it comes to us being generous and what Jesus calls us to. So let's pray before we dive into God's word. Lord, we just sang these words, all I have, I give to you, God, that I am yours and you are mine, that I give it all, have your way in me. Lord, we just don't want those words to be empty words, but even as we talk about money this morning, Lord, we pray that you will have your way in our life when it comes to what is in our bank account in our next paycheck. And Lord, that we will honor you with all that we have. Lord, speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So today, we're gonna really look at what Jesus had to say in Matthew chapter six, verse 19 through 24. And then next week, we're gonna spend a lot of time being really practical about how we can be generous. And when when we look at Matthew six, this is the Sermon on the Mount. This is chapters five, six, and seven, where Jesus flips the tables on a whole bunch of different topics that he said, you know what, I want you to think differently. And he talks about money in, in these verses. And so this morning, this is what we're looking at. We're going to be looking at three questions. And so if you have your Bibles, we're in Matthew 6:19 through 24. He said, Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body is full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body is full of darkness. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't serve both God and money. So the first question that we have this morning is, where do you store your treasure? And when it says treasure, that literally means your money. Where do we store our treasure? And you can see these two distinct ideas, that we can store it here on earth, or we can store it in heaven. And Jesus points out a couple truths here. The first is that when we store things on this earth, They will be either stolen, they will be destroyed, broken, and they will not go with us into eternity. But that's not what our world says. That's not what every marketer says to you. When they market to to you, they say, buy the newest, the shiniest. Get that newest device, even though you don't need it, just get it because you know what? It's a little better than the last one. They don't show that, you know what? I'm gonna buy this thing, and it'll probably sit on my shelf and I'll never use it or I'll use it once, or my kids will use it once and then they'll go on to that that one toy that's worth nothing that they absolutely love. That's not what they tell us. What they're trying to portray to us is that we will be happier when we have more stuff, when we have newer things. When we just have this, then it will all make sense in your life. You and I, we've been down that road. We know that the things on this earth will go away, but yet we still go back to it over and over and over why is that? It's because we are looking for joy. You see, money, for a few moments, when we spend it on the earthly things, will mask that emptiness that we have. We'll have that joy for a moment, but then it gets boring, it breaks, that washer and dryer just weren't good enough. You know, I saw a clip of Tom Brady in a 60 Minutes interview, and I want to show you just 20 seconds of that interview. Take a look. Why do I have three Super Bowl rings and and still think there's something greater out there for me? I mean, maybe a lot of people would say, hey, man, this is what it is. I reached my goal, my dream, my life is... Me, I thank God. It's got to be more than this. What's the answer? I wish I knew, I wish I knew. You can get everything you want and if Jesus is not in the middle, you're gonna keep searching. And Jesus lays it out. He says, you know what? (laughs) Until we start to store up in heaven our treasure, you won't find what you're looking for. And you say, Jeremy, what, what does he mean by heaven? I think there's two things. One is the eternal, that we're going to do things on this earth when we get to heaven that God will look at us and say, I'm proud of you for that. But I also think on hev- in heaven, he actually means here on earth. He means what he is doing in this earth. And you say, what what is God doing? God is changing lives. See, when we start storing up in heaven, it means that we are impacting people's lives. It's not about the stuff, but it's about lives that are being changed. That's what Jesus says. I want you to use what I have entrusted to you to change lives to make a difference in people's lives, in the poor, the helpless, the orphan, the widow, for those in our church family who are in need, for the work of the church, that's where God says, that's in heaven. And then Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Pretty bold statement that Jesus says there. He's saying, how you spend your money, how you give your money, will reveal your heart. See, Jesus changed everything. He changed you and I forever. When he died on the cross, when he forgave our sins, he gave us new purpose and meaning. He became our father, our biggest cheerleader. We are his child, we are adopted. And yet we still live with this wrestling over our treasure. He's done everything for us, yet when it comes to our money, we hold on to it because we think we know better. And Jesus is begging us here to say, when you spend your money, it reveals where your true heart is. Don't think that just because you serve in the church, you do these great things, you're a nice person. Your heart is revealed by how you spend your money. I had the privilege of reading a great book this summer. It's called The Treasure Principle. And it's all about what I'm talking about this morning. I encourage you, if you have an opportunity this week to pick this up and read it, that it will continue this journey of what it means to be generous. I told our, uh, our team here, and they have a whole bunch of these at our resource center that you can pick up today. I challenge you to continue this journey of figuring out how do I live out generosity? How do I make it so that my treasure reveals my heart for God? For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I know from personal experience, when I put my treasure in heaven in the things that God is doing, there is extreme joy, contentment. But when I live and I spend my stuff, or I spend my money on stuff, there's a hole, there's emptiness there. The second question we can be asking ourselves is, what are your eyes seeing? The eye is a lamp of the body. If our eyes are healthy, our whole body is full of light. But if our eyes are unhealthy, our whole body is is full of darkness. I usually skip over this part because I don't understand why Jesus would talk about eyes when he's talking about money. And so when I was thinking through the sermon, I said, I am not skipping over this section. God, what is it that you want to say to us today? And God said, we live with the view of comparison. See, you and I, we live with our eyes, our eyes see, see things that we want, or see our neighbor in their new car, we see this or we see that, and we go, I need that to have that happiness and joy. We compare with our eyes all these things around us, and we can't live with the joy of living with our treasure in heaven. I remember coming back from the Dominican Republic when we were talking about building 900 latrines and there was a few of us on the plane and we said, we need to make a difference with our money. And so we kind of, the four of us made a pack. We said, for the next two months, we're not going to spend anything on ourselves that is not essential to living. So anything that doesn't make it so we can survive or be kind of get to work, we have to pay for gas and things like that, but anything else, we're not going to spend our money on that. For the next two months, I had complete freedom and joy as I realized that I wasn't gonna spend any money on anything. So I walked around and I had my eyes instead fixed on people. You see, when we don't focus on stuff, but we focus on people, there's joy. Because every time I would go somewhere and I would want something, I would say, you know what, my money's going to all those in Haiti who do not have a latrine filled with joy. When I was tempted to buy something, I said, you know what? It's not about that stuff, but it's about the people that I wanna impact. What are your eyes looking at? As I was thinking through this, I was sitting on my porch I, on Friday, working on the sermon, I got to this point in the sermon, I was, I was going, okay, J- Jesus, what, how, how, how is this illustrated? How is this illustrated that I, I want my eyes to be focused on people? And I got an email right at that moment about the 500 kids that were here this summer with Summer Adventure. And it was this one note, this one girl who said, you know what, thank you for Summer Adventure. Because this summer, I had found a relationship with Jesus. See, that, when our, our, when our eyes are focused on people, on souls, on bringing the gospel, it brings joy. It goes, you know what? I'm not gonna spend my money on this stuff. I'm gonna spend my money on God's work. And I can do that. I can bring that joy to other people by how I use my money. Your eyes every day, it's a battle. What you look at, the commercials that you see, the temptation to spend stuff, it is a daily battle. But I think you and I each and every day can learn a little more about how we put limits on what we see and how instead we see people and how we can be generous. The third question is, are you serving God or money? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't serve both God and money. I want to just take a moment. Look at that screen and look at those words. What is God saying to you right now as you read that? I don't think Jesus could put it any more bluntly. You can't live in between these two worlds. But yet we try. And the scary part for me as I was thinking through this this week was that so often I believe this lie that I can be in the middle. And what I came to conclude in my own life is that when I believe I'm in the middle, I'm actually over here. I so often fall into the trap where my money is about stuff instead of on the heavenly, on what God is doing, what he wants me to do. I grew up in Stanford and I had a, uh, some friends that were a couple years older than me, but their, their parents lived down near the water. And I had known uh, this family for a long time, and, and their parents talked very openly about kind of their journey with generosity. They talked about how when they were first married, they literally had nothing. But that they said, hey, as a married couple, we are going to give first and be generous to God's work and they started to live that out, even when they had nothing. And he would talk about how, you know what, sometimes it was hard to go to the grocery store because we had given our first to God's work. And they couldn't kind of sometimes get enough food on the table, but they were saying, hey, this is our first priority. But God blessed them. And when I knew them, I knew their father as he was the vice president of UPS. But they had lived out this idea of generosity all the way to the point where God had blessed them with this job and they didn't have a a great house a a house that I would have thought the vice president of UPS had they had a simple house that was it was nice it was much nicer than my my house I grew up in but I was like that's different he had limits said Jeremy I I want to make a difference in the world I wanna help orphans and missionaries. I wanna make a difference. He said, one of the easiest ways for me to stay humble is this. He says, I drive a beat up little Volkswagen Bug, the vice president of UPS. He said, I drive into the parking lot where my name sticker is where I'm supposed to park and I park to the Porsche, all these beautiful cars and I drive in and I drive in with joy. Because I realized that I am making a difference in the world that is not about the stuff, but it's about me being able to impact lives. And for myself personally, I grew up, my dad was a pastor, I, I, they told me from a very young age, Jeremy, we're not going to be able to help you with college, you're on your own. And so I got a paper route when I was 11 years old, and I had three actually routes, picking an hour and a half every Sunday morning to l- deliver those thick newspapers with all the coupons in them. I hated coupons when I was growing up. <laughs> but I saved every dollar. I, and I, I was graduating high school, we, we had our graduation party. I had saved up a lot of money. I was really proud. But I still knew that I was gonna graduate with debt. And I got a one letter. I don't know who it was from. It could have been from this family. It probably was from this family. It was thousands of dollars that they had given me because they believed in me. Their generosity changed my trajectory to said, hey, someone else believes in you, wants you to use your life to make a difference. I don't know if I would be standing here without that gift. A lot of things that that gift allowed me to do, allowed me to graduate without debt from college. For me, what I've learned in my life is that when we are generous, there's joy, both joy for ourselves, but joy with those that we're able to impact with our generosity. And I know that that sounds counterintuitive to what the world says, because the world says, keep what you have and spend it on yourself. But I know from personal experience and from a lot of people that I have talked to, when we are generous, there is extreme joy, joy that we cannot even describe because God uses what we give to make an eternal impact. Paul gives the quote of Jesus in Acts 20. He says this, it's better to give than to receive. Jesus modeled it. He taught us, he encourages us this morning to say, it is better for us to give than to receive. This is not the church saying this. This is your Savior, Jesus, saying, please, use your money to make an impact. Store it up for heavenly purposes, not for the way of this world. Fix your eyes on people, not on stuff. And when you do that, you'll be serving me. This week, I wanna challenge you with a couple things to take home, to practice as you continue this journey to figure out generosity because one sermon for 25 minutes will not change your life. We have to do the hard work. And here's some hard things you can do this week. One is, study scripture. So in the church email that will be sent out this afternoon, there'll be a scripture for each day, for the next seven days. Study that scripture each day. And all it is, is what Jesus also says on money. because he says a lot on money. And so study that, it'll be on our social media page check it out read it and say god speak to me more about what you want with my money the second pick up this book and read it spend ten dollars on this okay this is good a good ten dollars to spend and say god what do you want to teach me when it comes to your treasure the third bless someone this week with 20 bucks Take 20 bucks out when you get home and start praying and say, Jesus, help me to use this $20 to impact someone this week. Jesus, reveal to me who you want me to bless this week, to be generous with this week. And then the crazy, the audacious one is, hey, limit what you spend. Maybe this week, this month, and say, I'm not going to use the money that I have just on myself, but I'm going to use it on people, on God's work and see how God changes and shapes you in your journey with joyful generosity. We want to thank you for watching and listening to our sermons online. And we hope that uh, you will be inspired to live more like Jesus through these. Please check out blackrock.org for more information about our church. Know that you can subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. And also uh, know that you can give uh, to BlackRock and to our ministry through Pushpay, through our mobile app, and on our website. Your uh, donations and your support of our ministry allows us to have uh, these videos online and for us to impact our community.